That's pretty inspiring, isn't it? You see that number of over a million people changed by the gospel. How amazing is that? And we get to be a part of that. And so we want to welcome our guests this evening, uh, Brother Egan Falk and his wife Hannah as well. Oh, Miss Hannah's coming up. Uh oh. Y'all are getting really blessed. You didn't know that. <laughs> we want to give some surprises now and then. Uh, when you just saw that uh, little video, it shows a small part of our work. Sometimes I wish I could explain it with words because it's so great what is happening in Tanzania, in Africa, what God is doing. Uh, many years ago, uh, God talked to Egon and me about going to Africa and work as missionaries. And um, we didn't know what Tanzania was like or how they sp- the language they would speak or how to live or how to eat. So that was really a change for us. But we survived. We've been there for 42 years. And I think we look okay. <laughs> we are not like just a skeleton. We maybe have a little too much much on the body some places. I don't know. But God has blessed us. Uh, it's important that people say yes to God when he calls them. And because somebody needs to go. And somebody needs to stay behind. But still be with them that are sent out. You might think that uh, Africa or Tanzania is far away. Somehow it's far away. It took us maybe 25 or 30 hours to travel all the way here to U.S. But it's people that they have eyes and ears and fingers and toes like we have. They have the same feelings. They can love. They can hate. They can be hurt. And they need Jesus. As much as you know you do, you also need Jesus in your life. If you are not uh, with Jesus, you are not complete. And you will find that out the day you meet him. Suddenly you will feel now you're complete. Um, yes, we know for sure that through our ministry for many years now, we have registered the names of people who received Jesus as a Savior. And that's about one million. But we know many more than that because we can't get all the names and all the contacts. Many more than those have been saved. And that is our goal, that Tanzania shall be saved Uh, That's absolutely our goal. That's why we have given our lives uh, to that nation. As I said in the beginning, when we came, we didn't know what to expect. And it took me a couple of years to get used to Tanzania. It was really different. Uh, The smell, the food, um, people. I didn't understand what they were saying because they speak Swahili. And it took me a little while to get there. But after 42 years, it's not a problem. So it takes a little time. So just be patient. And now I love that nation. It's, I'm from Denmark, but I live in Tanzania, and that's where I count. That's my home. That's my people, because God gave them to me. Out there in the foyer on the table, we have cards like that. I think several of you have got them, maybe all of you, and I want you to take them. We had them printed because we wanted you to have one. So please take one with you, and you can read it at home. It says a little bit about what we are doing. Um, On the back side, it also talks about our Bible school and our campaigns, our church, our children's school, our orphanage. We have a lot of things going on. And we really want you to get involved. At least you can pray for us. We need prayer. These people, they need prayer uh, to receive Jesus in their lives. Um, So help us to pray and to bring the gospel out to these people. I'm quite sure most of you have a computer or a laptop or something at home or maybe on your phone. So there is a website here where you can go in and check our 
work even more and read about it because there's a lot to learn about our ministry. And we really want you to get involved and to know a little bit more. This video is just showing a small part. There's much more going on. And uh, so do that. Go in here and pray for us and help us also with support. That's what we also need. You know, everything, you cannot do anything without it cost money. You always you need to give out a dollar here and a dollar there and maybe a hundred dollars, a thousand dollars. It's not cheap, but it's worth it because it's about people's salvation and, and for eternity to be with Jesus. So we need your help and you can be blessed. You can be a missionary here in Tanzania, here in US to Tanzania. So become a part of our ministry. We also want to give you some news to your email address if you want to receive that. I have a sign-up sheet out there also on the table. So please write your name and your email address. I know it says postal address, but I'm not going to send you a paper newsletter because from Africa all the way to U.S. Now, it's much faster with an email. So please put your email down. And because I'm Danish and live in Africa, I'm not so used to many of the American names or email addresses. Please make sure you write it so I can read it because that's not so easy for me all the time. And if it's just wrong with one letter, you will never receive this news from us. We have a lot of things to tell you. Every month you will receive news. We have a lot of stories and wit and uh, testimonies that will bless your heart and encourage you. So uh, get the card with you home, check our website, see what you can do to help us and uh, put your name and email address down and receive our news. And I... I'm quite sure you would like that. Thank you. Thank you. Praise the Lord. I have a good wife. I just want to brag about her. You don't know me. It's not easy to live together with me. Not every woman would be able to live with me. So I got the right one. And the best one. Amen. And, uh, it's amazing, you know. It's very, there's some few, a few young people here. Very, there's some. You better listen. I grew up in a Christian home. And it's a blessing to grow up in a Christian home. I didn't have a choice. Uh, even before I, I, I was born, I, I attended church. <laughs> I did. <laughs> in the room of my mother. She was always in church. Actually, our church started in my grandparents' home. And later on, it became a church. And we were just neighbors to the church. We didn't have to go uh, with the car. I just walked the backyard, and I was in the church. And in old days, you know, I, I, you know I'm old. The young people think I'm old. <laughs> but if you live long, long enough, you get old, you'll be old too. <laughs> And it's a blessing. So, so uh, in old days, there was something going on in the church every day. Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Always something going on in the church. So I grew up in the church. So uh, when I became a teenager, uh, I didn't like that church too much. I didn't like the preachers. They were boring. All of them looked so angry. <laughs> so, uh, one summer, the, the neighboring church, uh, 25 kilometers from, from, our, from our place, uh, they had a youth camp. And I attended school, so I, I couldn't go. And in the evening, they had revival meetings. My, my dad, he was a professional fisherman, so he was always out there fishing. So my mom traveled every night to the revival meetings, about open meetings. And every morning when she cooked breakfast for me, she talked about the revival meeting, the young people, they were singing so nice. Singing nice in church? <laughs> Boring. Preacher was good and... I mean, she knew that the fire in my heart was, was not really burning. So she wanted me to go, but it didn't work. But mothers, they are smart. <laughs> One morning she says, son, I went to the youth camp last night to the revival meeting. Yeah, 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 I know. The preacher was good. The young people are singing nice, blah, 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 blah. But she didn't. 
She said, son, you should see all the beautiful girls. <laughs> and for half an hour, she talked about girls, tall girls, short girls. I mean, she was, <clears throat> she was somehow just at the edge, explaining the girls. <laughs> I listened. I really listened. And I decided, I didn't tell her, tell her, but I decided tonight I'm going to the youth camp for the revival meeting. And I did. I can't remember the preaching. I can't remember the worship. I was watching girls all the time with the permission of my mom. Mm-hmm. 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 Next night again I was there. And the following night I was there. And the Sunday night was for the last night. And you know, I looked at some girls and a special one I liked her. Really good. But I didn't talk to her. But I recognized she was leaving. I'm from a small island in the Baltic Sea. So she, the, the night ferry go, leaves at 12 o'clock in the night. And I, I looked at her, I looked at her, she's leaving. It, it, it was before mobile cellular phones, you know. I'm old, I told you. Before, before emails. And so I thought, what should I do? I really, I really, I really liked her. So now the service was over and I looked over to her. And amazingly, she looked at me. And I did like this to the door, exit, and I walked out. And uh, suddenly I felt an angel following me. And uh, by an accident, our hands clashed together. And we are still holding hands. <laughs> That's how we met. <laughs> so it's my mother's fault. <laughs> But you know, God never does do mistakes. He did the right thing. Absolutely. So I was 26 years old and Hannah, she was 24 when we went to Africa. And I told you it's a long time ago. Nowadays people are going on mission trips, you know, all the time mission trips. That time nobody went on a mission trip. If you went, you went. <laughs> not for two weeks, not for three weeks. No, 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 no. You went for years. For years. And I was so excited. I'd never been in Africa, you know. I didn't know anything about Africa. I just know God called me to Africa. We had two small kids. Tina, she was uh, four years old. Ruben, he was three years old, two and a half years old. And, and, and we didn't have a lot, just a couple of suitcases. And, and we went. And my goodness, I was shocked. Number one, everyone was black. And I was white. <laughs> and you know when every, everyone is black and I'm white, I get, I get even more white. <laughs> and I can't hide. <laughs> it was a shocking experience, I tell you. And Anna didn't t- told you the, the truth, but she, she, she really asked God to ask me to pack the suitcase and leave and go back to Europe. <laughs> <laughs> For three years, but I didn't. <laughs> but 42 years later, I'm thankful to, to God. I, I am. I am. Because God is, God is powerful. God is so powerful. I, I'm, I'm here tonight to tell you God is so powerful. Sometimes as Christians, we forget how powerful God is. Out of nothing, Because I don't count myself anything. But out of nothing, God can do something. And when he is doing something, he is doing something great. Even greater than you can imagine in your dreams. Amen? My Bible tells me the gospel is the power unto salvation. And I like that word, power. I don't know about you because I don't know you. And I know people are different, you know. Uh, uh, there's only one kind of Egon. <laughs> My mother tried to change me. She couldn't. My teachers tried to change me. They couldn't. My wife have tried now for 48 years to change me. She can't. <laughs> all, of us are, you, we, all of us have a background. 
And, and my ancestors are coming from Germany. The German people, gerade aus. You know, moving forward, working hard, like bulldozers. <laughs> and the other side of my family is coming from Italy. You know, in, in Germany, they love potatoes. They ate potatoes. And in Italy, they spaghetti. So what do you get when you put uh, potatoes and uh, spaghetti together? Me! <laughs> All of us have a background. And very often, people are complaining about a background. I'm born in the wrong family. I'm born in the wrong situations. I'm born poor. I'm born rich and whatever, whatever. Forget about it. The gospel is powerful. If you are in Christ Jesus, if you are born again. You see, I like that word born again. Some people can't understand it. And even in the Bible, one one of the teachers of, of the Jewish people... A professor, he couldn't understand. How can I, as an old man, return into my mother's womb and be born again? (laughs) Religion is making people being stupid. (laughs) Absolutely. (laughs) It's not a question that you return to your mother's womb. It's more than that. It's even more Powerful to be born again. My Bible tells me every, anyone who is calling upon the name of Jesus shall be saved. Not just trying and doing your best, but you are a new creation. Born again by the word of God, by the spirit of God. It changes your life. The old has passed and, and everything becomes new. That's powerful. Powerful. I like power. If I, if, I, if I could live in U.S., especially in the southern part of U.S., where you have, we have the warm weather, I would have a big Harley Davidson. <laughs> but I live in Africa, so I can't. <laughs> I mean, when I hear the, a Harley on the road, you know, boom, 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 boom. Oh, something is kicking in me. Power. <laughs> so when, when when I got my girlfriend, you know, I didn't have a motorbike. <laughs> I didn't have the money to buy a motorbike, and my dad hated motorbikes. But my uncle he had a motorbike. He said, "You stupid dad, <laughs> I, I will help you." All the time you want to have my motorbike, you can have it. So I, I, I used this motorbike and I, I gave her a ride, you know, many times. You know that old type of motorbikes, uh, when, the, when somebody's sitting behind you, there's a leather strip where you, you're holding in it, holding on it. And she was holding there. I thought it, it was, that was wrong. I want her to hold somewhere else. <laughs> So I got that good idea, see. It was a powerful motorbike. So I gave her a ride and she was sitting behind me holding, you know. Then I put it in the first gear and then I really janked it up. Zoom! So the front wheel went in the air and she grabbed me. <laughs> so I like power. I like power. <laughs> and, and the gospel is the power. The name of Jesus is so powerful. Amen? Amen. It is. It is very powerful. When you read your Bible in Mark chapter 16, I I love the scripture. When Jesus is telling his disciples, and by the way, the disciples wasn't that good. (laughs) Too many Christians, they think that they were so perfect. They were not. I think Jesus made a mistake. Sorry, Jesus. <laughs> he chose Judas. Not only he chose him, but he, he made him the cashier. He gave him the key to the safe. <laughs> he, I mean, he had a nature of stealing. 
I, I could never. I mean, I have cashiers, I t- people taking care of the money. If I know they have a, a nature of stealing, I would never give them the key or the code to the safe. But Jesus did. And then we have Peter. He was like me, you know. He, he had temper. Temper. <laughs> Some people don't have any temper. Whatever is happening, they just, uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> I know it's very important to, to handle your temper, but let, let, let me, many, many years ago, before we built our, our church building, uh, I did a conference, <clears throat> pastor's conference in Arusha, where we live. I rented the, the, the cinema downtown, and uh, I, I, over here in the U.S., I, I met a, a priest from the Methodist church. He got baptized in the Holy Spirit. He, he, I mean, he was an awesome minister. Absolutely. So I invited him. So he came and he was really good. But one evening after the, the last session, before going home, some people came with their mama. She was very demon possessed. So they asked me and my son Reuben if we could cast out the demons. I said, yes, we can. Because Jesus told us to cast out the demons. So, you know, <laughs> with my temper... I know it's not nothing about muscle power, but anyhow, it helps. <laughs> it does. <laughs> you see, a dog can be very nice, but if it's box, it works. <laughs> so, <laughs> it became very violent. The demons in this lady were so violent. And suddenly our friend, you know, the priest, he picked me on my shoulder and said, It's wrong. You're doing it wrong. I said, Okay, you take over. <laughs> so I reversed and my son Ruben reversed. <laughs> <laughs> you evil spirit, please, could you leave? <laughs> And that lady, she became even more violent. (laughs) And it didn't work. He got so scared. So he reversed and said, guys, take over. (laughs) It's nothing about the volume of of your voice. But I tell you, sometimes you need to have a temper. Amen? (laughs) So, so, uh, there's power in the name of Jesus. You can whisper the name, there's still power in the name of Jesus. Of course, though. Of course, but I don't know if you understand me. How I feel it. (laughs) So I take off my jacket. (laughs) If you want to fight with the devil, you have to get rid of your jacket. And use the name of Jesus. It's powerful. Powerful. And you see, we need that power. All of us need that power to live a victorious life. Amen? Amen. Amen. So, another example. I was preaching in one of my crusades and, and um, one of my booklets went to the prison. I don't know how it happened. I never figured that out. Uh, some months later, I got a letter from the prison and uh, I don't like prisons. And in Africa, they have big stamps. They love big stamps. It looks so powerful, you know, big stamp. The authorities of the prison department, you know. My name was on the envelope. <laughs> I don't like to read that letter. <laughs> but I had to read it. And actually, it was a guy, his name is Frank. He got my booklet. The judge gave him 30 years in prison without parole. It means you, you, you have to sit in the prison for 30 years. Whatever you're doing, you have to sit for 30 years. I mean, he was a violent criminal guy. So now he got the booklet. He read my book about the name of Jesus. And some people tell me, well, you can't read a prayer. You can't write a prayer. It's not working. I tell you, it works. Because some people don't know how to pray. So in that little book, there's a little prayer, how you pray to receive a salvation, how to receive Jesus. And he read that prayer. And when he said, Amen, the power hit him in his cell. Absolutely. He got born again. He got changed. So they allowed him to send me a letter. So he explained everything. And then he said, Egon, I don't have a Bible. 
could you ship me a Bible? So I shipped him a Bible for a number of years. I shipped him books and we, we talked to each other by letters. After 11 years, the judge remembered him. That's amazing. I mean, the judge, I mean, he had many court cases, you know. How can you remember Frank after 11 years? That's power. So he asked, how is it going for Frank? So they started an investigation. And when he got all the papers back, he was so amazed because it was a different person. So he overruled himself. That's power. And said, I gave him 30 years without parole. But I order you to open the doors and let him go. So he walked out of prison. That's power. That's power of Jesus himself, of the gospel. So I, I got a text message on my phone. I've never seen the guy. Never. And it explained everything. I was so happy. So we texted sometimes. One Sunday afternoon, he texted me again. He was in the other part of the nation of Tanzania. And he said, I'm together with a demon-possessed person. How can I cast out demons? <laughs> That's powerful. <laughs> Hardcore criminal got born again, changed. The judge let him out before time. Now he's meeting somebody who is possessed by demons. How can I cast them out? I text him back. It's very easy. Just use the name of Jesus and do as the Bible tells you to do. Cast them out. So he did. 45 minutes later, I got another message. It works. It works. That's power. It works. <laughs> so I, I love the power. The power of Jesus. The power of, to salvation and, and healings and deliverance and miracles. Signs and wonders. So now Jesus, who was resurrected from the death. And before, he told his disciples what is going to happen. He told them several times. And now he, was, he, was, he, he died. Now he was in the tomb. And then a lady went to the tomb. Not Peter. Not Judas. Not Mark. Not, not Andreas. But a lady. At least she went to the tomb. Now the lady should do in, as they do in Africa. Oh! Because now I'm supporting you. <laughs> None of the guys, but a lady. And, and when she met Jesus, she had a bunch of demons in her. And Jesus set her free. At least she went to the tomb. And when she went to the tomb, the power hit. Jesus wasn't there. He was risen. So she was so excited. Have you seen any woman excited about Jesus? Hmm? I mean, really excited. Because she met Jesus. She was so excited. She went back to the disciples, told them, He, he is not in the in a tomb. He is risen from the death. Oh, we, oh, we don't we don't believe you. <laughs> Remember, she had seven demons, you know. How can we believe you? And then Jesus appeared for two others of the disciples on the road. And they got so excited as well. And they told the others, we met him. <laughs> yeah. We don't believe you. Finally, Jesus showed up and met them all. And he talked to them. I mean, I would talk them out. I mean, gone. <laughs> They're not worthy. I can't use you. I taught you so much. I showed you the signs and wonders and miracles. I told you I, I, I would die on the cross and, and I, would rose, uh, I rose from the death uh, after the third day. And you don't believe it. Fire. <laughs> but he didn't. He didn't. <laughs> he told him, now you go. Now you go and preach the gospel. And as you go and preach the gospel, the signs will follow. Which signs? In my name. 
You will cast out demons. It's in Mark chapter 16. You will speak in tongues. Do you speak in tongues? Hmm? Do you speak in tongues? You should speak in tongues. And somebody, somebody tries to tell me, you can't do it in public. Of course I can. I do it all the time. <laughs> Don't tell me I can't do it when I do it. <laughs> and several times when I'm in, I mean, I'm just praying and I'm praying in tongues and everybody can hear it. Sometimes people come to me and in Tanzania have about 130 tribes and every tribe have their own language. They tell me, they ask me, where did you learn our tribal language? I never learned it. And I, I can't repeat a single word. I'll pray in tongues. Many, many years ago, we went to Denmark. We, we had to buy a trailer for, for, for ministry in Africa. And we went to the biggest trailer fabricant uh, company. And, and um, <clears throat> long story short, the owner, uh, when he had dinner with his family, that, that evening he told the story and his son... Uh, he said, Dad, I want to go to Africa. I want to spend my time in Africa before I go to the university to study to be an engineer. Then his dad said, mm, I don't think it's a good idea. Those missionaries, they are some kind of um, <laughs> spirit-filled, talking in tongues. And, uh, mm, he was not. He belonged to the Lutheran church, you know, and... No, but his son said, Dad, I'm bored. I want to go to Africa. So they had a fight and his son won. And they called me and we met him. And I asked him, his name is Rene. I asked him, are you born again? And he said, yes, I am. I said, okay, you can come. So he came. And <laughs> actually we went out to a, a tribe. It's called a Barabai tribe. And that time, uh, to, in order to be married for a young man, they had to show power. Power. If you don't show your power, you can't get married. So it makes the young men crazy, you know. Because they want, they want to get married. And in order to show the power, they have to kill. Kill with a spear. Only a spear, not a gun. And you have a, you have a choice. You can choose. You can kill an elephant. It's not easy. The spear. <laughs> Or a lion. They do it. Even today they do it. But it's dangerous. Or if you want, you can choose a human being. But not from your other tribes. So you have to go into the, the neighboring tribes. And when you show the power and you are able to kill, you are a real man. I'm here to ask you tonight, are you a real man? <laughs> Is he? <laughs> And it, actually, it was a big, big, big problem because so many people was killed. It, the government tried to stop it and do everything, but he couldn't. And now I lived a neighborhood. We were neighbors to that tribe. Now I felt the Lord was speaking to me. Give them the gospel. Hmm. Because the gospel is the power. So I was excited. But I need somebody to join me. But nobody would like to join me. Actually, on, on the main road passing by the land, the government, there was written, don't stop, you can get killed. <laughs> Finally, I got one guy, he went with me. So we went, I got the permission from the government. I had a horn speak on top of my car. And, and we went out there, and, and we had to find the leader and an interpreter, because they, they didn't speak Swahili at that time. So I found a young guy, but he wasn't a Christian, but he was my interpreter. Can you imagine preaching the gospel, and you have a heathen to interpret you? <laughs> That's why I'm telling you, the, the, the gospel is powerful. The name of Jesus is powerful. <laughs> so we, 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 we told the, the leader, he, he has to sit in my car, and this guy has never, ever been in a car. It was funny. To get him in the car. To sit on the seat. You take it for just easy. But out there when you've never been in the car. It's, it's different. And then I gave him the mic. And I told him. You have to speak into the mic. And your voice is coming out on the top of my car. Wow. That was magic. 
Finally, he got it. I was driving out in the, in the forest and he was speaking, telling his people to meet under the tree, the meeting tree, a big tree. We, we went all over. Finally, we came to the tree and we're waiting for people to come. And people are coming, coming out of the bushes, out of the grass. And uh, <clears throat> I had a problem because all the women was topless. Pastor David, can you reckon, can you, can you see yourself <laughs> preaching the gospel and you have hundreds of women topless? <laughs> Close your eyes. <laughs> That's why I'm telling you the, the gospel is powerful. <laughs> the name of Jesus is powerful. <laughs> And, and oh, they had skin skirts. And it smelled terrible. I mean, it wasn't perfume from Paris or London or New York. When, when they make the skin skirt, they, 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 it, it's, it's sucked by urine for weeks. And the flies loves it. We have one skin skirt in our house. It's at least 30 years ago we got it. It still smells terrible. <laughs> now I have to preach. Interpreter is a heathen. And suddenly I got scared because I saw all the spirit. Every, every man had a spirit. And I thought maybe this heathen interpreter is telling him. Hey, if you want to be married. This is very easy. Let him finish and kill him off. I got so scared. So I was preaching about Jesus. I mentioned the name of Jesus. Because in any language in the world. Whatever. Where you are. You can always recognize the name of Jesus. So when I said Jesus. He said Jesus. Okay. I gave an altar call. I was, I was so sure. Some of them would receive Jesus. But no one. It hurt me bad. I thought, no, I need to pray for somebody. I mean, in the bigger cities, you have hospitals and medication, and you can get help, but out there in the forest, there's no doctors, there's no hospitals, and no medicine. They must be sick. So I told them, Jesus is the healer. So I was sure somebody, I mean, if you really feel bad, <laughs> you want prayer. Because you don't want to feel bad. But finally I got one hand. It was a man. I was so excited. But he didn't want prayer. He asked me, do you have some tablets? Pills? Medicine? Medicine? I didn't have any medicine. No, no, no. Thank you. I don't need your prayer. So, I mean, my heart went down. So I left. And I tried again after a while. And he blessed me. I never left my car. He blessed me with rocks. Now years went by. And now this Danish guy came and visited me. We went out again. And actually when we were there we had to flee. Because neighboring tribes decided to kill them off. They were tired. So people were killed. Huts was burned down. And we had to leave. And we, come into, we went into a neighboring tribe. It was Sunday afternoon. After the morning service. I know the pastor and asked him. Can I use your church? Africa is different. You know. You don't need to announce it. You open the windows. You put up the equipment. And Africa is loud. Powerful. After half an hour, the church was packed of people. And the Holy Spirit was moving. By the way, the Holy Spirit is very powerful. You shall receive power when the Holy Spirit cannot come upon you. Power. So now this Danish young guy, he was down there in the middle of the people. And we were worshiping. I was on this platform. And suddenly he came running to me. And he said, Egon... This lady over there, she is speaking Danish. I said, mm. I thought he was too intelligent. <laughs> because this lady, I knew her. She can speak Swahili, the national language of Tanzania, and her mother tongue, which is Kinyatulo. So <clears throat> he recognized I wouldn't believe him. So he said, I- I'm telling you she is speaking Danish. <laughs> so I said, okay, if she is speaking Danish, you, you better go down and listen so he went down and listened. She never recognized it. She had closed her eyes, lift her hands, and she was speaking in tongues in Danish. That's powerful. When the service was over, he jumped in my car and he said, Egon, you asked me in Denmark if I was born again. Out of my understanding, I said yes. 
But I'm telling you today, no doubt, I'm born again. People need that power. That power. Jesus, he walked on water. That's powerful. I mean, I'm a fisherman, son. Son, I know you can't walk on water. I tried. I heard the story in the Sunday school class. And I went down <laughs> to the shore and I jumped in the water. I tried to walk. It didn't work. And I thank God I learned to swim before. I tried to walk on water. If I didn't, I would be in heaven today. <laughs> but when Jesus called Peter, it worked. That's powerful. Jesus, he changed water into wine. Hallelujah. <laughs> I, I, I believe many drunks would like that to happen. <laughs> Why he did it, don't ask me. But at the end of the story, it's telling me he showed forth his glory. And his disciples believed him. Because they saw the power. It was impossible. But, 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 but the Bible tells me, for God or, and with God, everything is possible. And everything means everything. There's no borders. Everything includes everything. Everything is included. Have you ever had a, had a holiday and you go to a, to a resort and everything is included? I tried it. Dangerous. Eating too much. Because everything is included. <laughs> but the truth is, for the followers of Jesus, if you really believe, everything is included. Absolutely. I think that's powerful. That's very powerful. So speak in tongues. In new tongues. Pick up snakes with your hands. No, I don't. No, I, I don't like that. So I'll leave that. I have to tell you, some, some, some scriptures in the Bible, I just, it's not for me. When I see a snake, I want to kill the snake. Not with my hands, but with my gun. Or if I see it when I drive down the road, I make sure I will hit it. And then, if you drink deadly poison, it could happen. Because not everybody likes us. <laughs> yeah, it could happen. It will not hurt them at all. Can you imagine that? That's powerful. And then we should place our hands on sick people. And if the Lord is in a good mood, <laughs> and if you pray long enough, Maybe the sick people will get healed. If it's the will of the Lord. <laughs> Don't get upset. Don't get angry at me. But I can't understand it. I've heard Christians praying for sick people. Wonderful prayers. Wonderful prayers. And then they kill it at the end. Why in the world pray that wonderful prayer. And finish, oh Lord, if it's your will. Huh? I can't understand. It, for me, that's a sign that the, those people don't know the will of the Lord. But if you know the will of the Lord, then you know He will heal the sick. That's the will. No, you have been bad, so the Lord wants to teach you something. So I want the Lord wants you to have more pain and more headache. And really? That's the devil, not the Lord. So, we should lay our hands on the sick. And they will get well. That's in the Bible. That's powerful. Everything about Jesus is so powerful. Very powerful. And then, the Lord worked with them. And confirmed his word. By the signs that follow it. That confirmation. I love that confirmation. I book an air ticket. And I get the confirmation. Yeah. 
I book that hotel and I get the confirmation number. <laughs> With the code, we didn't have to go to the office. We just, we just had a code and, and, we, and it opened up itself. A little box opened up because we know the code and there was the key. We didn't have to see anyone. That's powerful. <laughs> Especially when you come from Africa. <laughs> so, the confirmation, signs will point to Jesus. I'm not powerful, but he is powerful. Amen? 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 So, go to John chapter 14. I know I'm jumping. Uh, <clears throat> other, other preachers, they're reading. I'm just taking the word. <laughs> John chapter 14 from verse number 12. Jesus said, Jesus Listen, Jesus, he said it. He said what? I said, I tell you the truth. He's not a liar. There's power in the truth. I tell you the truth. Anyone who have faith, not money, not political power, faith. Then some Christian tells me, oh, it's difficult to have faith. No, it's not. It's very easy. You just make up your mind. You don't need to feel something in your, in your left arm or your, or your right foot or uh, it's cold in your stomach or warm or in your neck or you shake a little bit or you shake a, a lot. It's nothing about that. You make up your mind and you believe. You believe even if you don't understand it. I believe in my wife. I do. The first time we met, we met was a Sunday night, as I told you. Uh, the 1st of August, 1965, I believed in her. And I still believe in her. But I can't understand everything she is doing. <laughs> Women. <laughs> I mean, we have been together for so many years. We work together, we serve together, we travel together, we eat together, we dance together, we cry together, <laughs> we sleep together, we do everything together. I believe in her. But there are some areas I don't understand. <laughs> but I still believe in her. I made up my mind. I made up my mind. I believe in Jesus. I have faith in Jesus. I don't understand everything about Jesus. I don't. I don't. Sometimes I, no, sometimes I, no, no. Sometimes, no. Lord, I don't understand you. He don't care about that. He just asks, do you believe? Yeah, I believe, but I don't understand. How comes, how comes? You have so many questions. He's not interested in your questions. Do you believe? You make up your mind. You decide whatever is going to happen. If I understand or if I don't understand. For example, I don't understand why God called us to Africa. I never understood it. Never, never, ever. I asked him 1,567 times. He never answered answer me. Never, never. So I don't ask him anymore. I just do it. But, but, it's on my agenda when I come to heaven. I want an answer. Why did you call me and my wife to Africa? I want an answer. And the good thing, he can't kick me out. <laughs> he can't. When you're in, you're in. <laughs> There's no exit. <laughs> Why do it so complicated? Just have faith. Just believe. It's nothing about understanding. It's just believe have faith. Anyone. He said anyone. It means you too. Who have faith. Will do what I have been doing. Oh. What did he do? He healed the sick. He opened the blind eyes. The deaf ears. The dumb was speaking. Lame and crippled were healed. He rose to death. I'm in miracles after miracles. I'm a fisherman's son, you know. So when I heard about uh, that, that coin, the valuable coin in the mouth of a fish. You read about that? Huh? Yeah. yeah. Washington wanted more tax. 
and, 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 and there were no more money in the safe because Judas took it all. So, so Peter, he got an order, go down and fish. Don't tell a fisherman there's a coin, a valuable coin in the mouth of a fish. I've checked it out. <laughs> Hundreds of fish. I mean, I went on, on holiday, when we had holiday for school, I went with my dad. I was sitting in mountains of fish up in the mouth. No coin, no coin, no coin, no coin. <laughs> Unfair God. <laughs> but when Jesus ordered it, it happened. Amen. Understand it? No. But believe it. Anyone who has faith will do what I have been doing. He will do even greater things than these. Wow. Wow. I have to close. I don't know. In El Dorado, the time is going so fast. Some years ago, we were traveling in Denmark churches and full gospel businessmen invited us to a meeting in a very famous restaurant. It was out of my comfort zone. The name of the restaurant is the Red Ox. Mm, steaks. Oh, I get hungry. Oh. And, 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 and there, were, there, were, there were a handful of Christians. All of all the rest was business people, but not Christians. You are, Denmark is a little bit different to U.S. We have a state church, and most of the people belong to the state church, and the state church is, is the Lutheran church. So you, you are sprinkled with a little water, and you are a child of God, even though you never show up in the church. So now the, I mean, the room was full of those people. And I, I got a little bit scared because <clears throat> I saw the, 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 the organizers didn't serve wine or beers, but, you know, the Danish business people, when you eat a good steak, you can't, I mean, Coke and water? Are you, are you, what is wrong with you? I want red wine. So they ordered themselves. They behaved. They were not drunk. They behaved. And when they came to the coffee, they, they smoked their cigars. And I said, Lord... I got scared. <laughs> but they called me. I had to preach. I can't remember a single word because I was so scared. And when I closed, I felt the Holy Spirit said to me, you have to give an altar call. I said, you are crazy. <laughs> you don't understand the Danish people. Give them an altar call. They will kill me. They will run me out, run me out of time. They said, you call them. I mean, I was scared, so I gave an altar call, and I closed my eyes, I said, Lord, at least one, 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 at least one. After an eternity opened my eyes, I got shocked. Everyone was in front of me. That's powerful. My feelings was absolutely against me, totally against me. I wanted to disappear if I could. Nothing about feelings. Everyone was in front of me. So I called my wife, let us pray. So we started to pray for the first one, and suddenly, I mean, all of them, boom, 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 down to the floor. Yeah! <laughs> now! <laughs> Hallelujah! Oh! <laughs> I woke up. I didn't push anyone. I didn't touch them. I mean, it was like a sack of potatoes on the floor. Boom! And it was so funny because some of them tried to get up again, but he couldn't. I said, Lord, keep them down. And he did. And I left one o'clock in the morning. They were still on the floor. The organizers got an extra bill because the last one left two o'clock in the morning. And he couldn't close the restaurant. A couple of days later, I took my wife to the airport. She was supposed to go to, back to Africa ahead of me. I said goodbye. I wanted to walk downstairs. I met an elderly gentleman and looked at me. He looked at me. I don't like when people look at me like this. So I said, okay, sir. First, you can go first. He looked at me. Then he said, are you the preacher? When some Danish people look at me like this, are you the preacher? <clears throat> I want to lie. <laughs> but of course, I can't lie. <laughs> so, mm, yeah. Say, I want to talk to you. 
So we sat down and then, then he said, the other night you were at the restaurant Red Ox. And I said, I was supposed to be there, but I, I, I planned it too, but something happened so I couldn't. But my best friend went there together with his wife. And then explained his wife, his best friend's wife. She was full of cancer, been in and out of the hospital so many times. And then I said, the day after that meeting, she was supposed to go back for another surgery. And I recalled her because she was so skinny. And now she was on the operating table. And everything was ready for the surgeon to cut her open. And suddenly something happened which is not normal. The surgeon said, I can't do it. I can't do it. I need an an extra x-ray. They looked at him, sir, we just had one. And she was asleep already, so she didn't know what was going on. He said, I can't cut her open. I need an extra x-ray now. So they took an extra x-ray. And when they looked at the x-ray, everybody was shocked. All the tumors was gone. Completely gone. I can't explain it. Impossible. But it's powerful. It's very powerful. That's why I know, not only from the scripture, but from life. I don't understand everything, but I understand one thing. The gospel is powerful. What is the gospel? It's the good news. Very often people react to the bad news as it was powerful. But the good news of the gospel of Jesus Christ is more powerful than the bad news. Much more. It's powerful. And then there's power in the name. Because the gospel is not only news. It's a person. It's the living son of the living God. It's the Messiah. Christ the anointed one. Jesus. And we are only given one name. Which can save us. The name of Jesus. How can that name today be so powerful? is not in the tomb he's not dead he conquered the dead and he's alive today the same yesterday today and forever oh it makes me excited (laughs) it makes me so excited the devil tried his best to conquer him he failed he failed and if you have faith and believe the devil will always fail. He can do it. He's nothing. He's under your feet. Under your feet. If you're in Christ Jesus, he's under your feet. You are the, the victor. You're victorious in Christ Jesus. Finally, God has many names. And her names tells us his character. What he's doing. One of his names is El Shaddai. It means the God was more than enough. I like that. Oh, when you go to a restaurant and you order a meal in U.S., you get more than enough. In Europe, you get a small plate, very little food. But when you come over here, you get more than enough. You can't finish it off. That's more than enough. That's the heart of God. To bless us more than enough. Just not enough. But more than enough. That's powerful. Powerful. Please stand to your feet. So. What do you need? What do you need? Do you have a need? Some. 103 says, Praise the Lord, O my soul. Forget not all his benefits. He forgives all our sins. He heals all our diseases. He redeems our lives from the pit. He crowns you with love and compassion. He satisfies your desires with good things so that your youth is renewed like the eagles. What is your desire? What do you want? Jesus said, ask of me. Ask of me. And I will give it to you. But you have to ask. Are you ready to ask tonight? 
Are you ready to ask tonight? Do you have any needs? And I want to give an altar call. If you don't come, I'm here, so you pray for me. Yeah. <laughs> I know one preacher in Denmark. Actually, he's pastoring in Sweden. And I took over a small church, a very conservative Pentecostal church. And whatever he did, it didn't work. One Sunday morning, he gave an altar call. Nobody came. So he left his pulpit and went down himself. Nobody came and prayed for him. So he just prayed for himself. And he was slain in the spirit. That's not a story. That's the truth. <laughs> I, I, I think it's very funny. <laughs> but it tells me when you ask, when you seek, nobody else wants to pray for you and, and, and be standing together with you. So you do it yourself. Boom. That's powerful. Powerful. And I believe that power of Jesus is here tonight. So if you have any needs, you're struggling with that need. If physical, disease, sickness, finances, marriage, family, whatever, whatever. Doesn't matter. That's power. You can walk out and you'll find your miracle in the coming days. Do you need a miracle? I need a lot of miracles. I do. Absolutely. So, as we are worshiping, if you want to come down to the altar, we will pray for you. So, I ask you to come straight ahead. Just now. Just now.